Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to Blended Life. What's up, guys? We're crazy as usual. I'm not. I'm always crazy. (laughs) I've been chilling here for a couple minutes. I'm like in blended family la-la land. Okay. (laughs) Whatever that means. (laughs) What's tonight's topics? So tonight is topics from you guys. So thanks again for those. Um, how hard do you fight when you to keep your teen child with you when they want to go? Yeah. When your kids simply won't open up to you, but they'll go home and unload on the other family. Um, should a father ask for child support if it's owed? I got I got opinions on that. When step siblings get jealous of one another and drive by birthday parties. <laughs> it's going down in the ghetto. <laughs> drive bys. <laughs> it's actually really awesome. You guys attended one yes yesterday? Two days ago. Two days ago. How'd yeah. that go? Let's we're just gonna start there. You wanna start with drive by birthday party? Yeah, because I'm kinda not? curious about it. Like cause you didn't really tell me about it. Yeah. So this has happened. Um I had a friend post pictures of her doing one today. Um it just sucks when you have a birthday <laughs> during this time. During COVID nineteen. And you can't celebrate with anyone. I think adults are better with it than the kids because they can't have parties and everything so um a friend of mine her daughter you know had a birthday and so she said she actually got this idea from facebook and it was really cool she told everyone to just either like you could decorate your car or just come by and like wave or whatever and so um they sat out on the curb, you know, by the street in front of their house. And she actually had like a pop-up tent. Oh, okay. And, um, keep all that sun off of them. <laughs> they were out there for, she said to come by between 12 and one. And so she had a pop-up tent and a table and her daughter was out there. And let me tell you, there was a line of cards. Like her daughter like felt a parade. so special and like everyone was honking and happy birthday Aww. and, we took cupcakes, so we dropped Did you throw off. them at him? You didn't hand them to him, right? Well, you know, her daughter had gloves on, and so um, they were in a box. They were like... She had a face shield on when you threw them at her? <laughs> so um, we why handed I don't cup- get invited. We handed cupcakes off, but, you know, people were bringing presents and cards, yeah. and some people just decorated the car with, like, a big birthday sign. Um, Hi, and Jill. it was just Hi, a Jessica. really neat way to make kids feel so special. Yeah. It's going to be like a new trend. Like even after all this passes, it's going to be like, hey, let's have a birthday parade. Well, her daughter was like, this was the best birthday ever. It's fun. It's unique. Yeah. And she just got, she's like, um, her mom's so proud of her daughter, you know. Um, And so she's like, you have quite the fan club. And she felt like that. Mm -hmm. Like people went out of their way, you know, to come bless this child and make her feel special. And so that's, that's fun. And that's kind of what's been going on around the country, I hear. And so yeah, if you haven't like heard of this, maybe an option for you if you have a kid. Teddy bear hunts and Christmas lights and all kinds of hope. And it's kind of a neat thing. Our neighbor across the street has teddy bears out on their porch. They're older couple, retired couple. Yeah. And she was pit- bringing them in the house the other day. Why do you have these big old teddy bears? Humongous. These are, like- these are bigger than me. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. said, oh, it's something that I think it originated on the East Coast. Yeah, everyone's like kids are going on bear hunts. So yeah. they walk around going and try to locate on the hunt. bears. Remember that song in yeah. elementary school? Yeah. That was like two years ago for me. So that's fun. And I know our city just posted that they're doing um, 
Easter egg hunts, and they're going to start this weekend. Dude, you know what they should do? So they're having like clues to all these different eggs, and you go and you take a picture and you post it and tag them, and then yeah. they'll choose a winner and you get a prize type of a thing. They should send Santa Claus out on the fire truck like they used to do. Like they do it at Christmas time. But Santa- now? Yeah, but Santa Claus is driving down the street, at, you know, like. Maybe you could volunteer. April. I think yeah. you should write in and just go. Because I have it. so much free time to volunteer more. Yeah, do it. Uh, yeah, I know that everyone's putting it. Well, not everyone. Actually, no one in our neighborhood. <laughs> I know. Why did I just but, take like down? Christmas lights? Yeah. Why did I just take them thing. down? I should have left them up, and then we would have been set. I know. It's I think everyone people... who left them up. They're like, yes, plug them in. Yeah. Dad, yeah. you get me. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird time, you guys. Um, I would love to know what fun things you guys are doing. To get out. Hi, Cindy. What your cities are doing. What do you guys think of our new framing? If you guys are watching us on YouTube, we're a little more intimate with you now. (laughs) I was sick of the old view. We're intimate with you. I decided to change it up 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Wait till next week. (laughs) What angle will you get? You'll have to tune in to find out. Yeah. So that's that. I do want to encourage before we move on, though. um, I think a lot of people are really struggling right now. And so even if you see people on Facebook smiling, waving, um, doing, you know, seemingly happy, normal things with their kids, I think a lot of people internally are really, really, really struggling. And so I challenge us all every day to go encourage someone, someone, you know, even if you think they're fine, Tell even us about if the they're still working. That showed up on our doorstep yesterday. Yeah. So one of our friends actually had her kids make little candles and so they got little pots and they made little flower pots little flower pots and melted wax and made candles and painted them and then wrote a note and I'll I'll post it in our story on Instagram later. Um but made a note that said, you know, from the Avila kids and then in the inside is a little sweet note written in child's handwriting that says, Don't give up. And it just feel like filled my eyes with tears of like, it was just, it's so beautiful. That was such a, a, like a teaching moment that parents are teaching their kids about community and about compassion and about encouragement. Um, I think is so cool that you can, I'm like, I want to pay it forward. So I'm racking my brain like maybe my kids like what are our kids gonna do to go i was like let's toilet paper or egg houses but both of them are like hot commodities these days that cost 80 bucks a piece but that'd be fun to go toilet paper a house right no (laughs) that's the difference between you and me i'm like that's a lot of work i know you said child handwriting i'm like it could have been mine okay but so i'm just but i was like you know um, I know people have put painted rocks, like gotten rocks and painted encouraging messages and put them in mailboxes. I've heard of that. Um, and I would just encourage you, though, to, you know, maybe a person a day, a couple people a day, shoot out a text, check in, maybe just even be like, you're a great human. Thank you for being in my life. Um, send encouraging energy to your friends and family right now. Um, I think everyone really needs it because I think we are all just like, this is the unknown. We have no idea what's going on, really. We have no idea what's going to happen. How long is this going to be? I mean, I just heard someone just sent me, a family member just sent me this thing that says a National Guard is going to shut the U.S. down for uh, two weeks. Yeah, okay, media hysteria. I, who knows? Like, but that's come what on, I'm you guys. saying. Yeah, but we're like, also all we're, this stuff is without getting like super political. Like, we're anxiety. Kind of, we're yes, but we're a free country, and I like. I'm like, I don't see something like that totally, totally happening. So I'm sure a lot of you guys can agree with me. Anyways, are you laughing at Jessica's comment? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I get in trouble when I talk so much, Jessica. Yet she still does it. I know. So I have to give him the intro. It's the only time that's the only like, time fine. I get to talk. I really care unless what you I'm say. Making, unless I'm making jokes <laughs> and getting in trouble. Yeah. We had a fun thing that we did last night that um, you guys could do with your blended families. What did we do last night? <laughs> <laughs> don't do that with your blended family. What? Wait, I was downstairs. You were up. I know. I don't know what box. were you doing? You had like a lawn picnic oh. with all three of your friends. <laughs> yeah. So we, also what we've been trying to do. I have been trying to do yes. 
Um, I'm trying to figure out how to like, we're having zoom meetings with friends. Right. But I'm like, that's stupid. So we had friends come over last night. There were probably six of us, seven of us total. And we just, everyone brought a chair and a glass of wine. Everyone brought their own stuff. We, we practiced social distancing, but we all sat around in a huge circle, you know, at least six feet apart from one another and just, you know, had conversation pizza pizza. everyone ate different foods i ordered my own pizzas (laughs) he did and he ate them um you know we just sat around and had good conversation and drank and just just got to be normal in a friend setting for a minute but it's kind of fun it it was fun reinventing the wheel a little bit too so like one of my guy friends that was there like i wanted to show him stuff on like we were talking we were having conversation and and we're sitting across the lawn so what a do I do? I, we were texting each other photos rather than taking over and handing your phone. So kind of stupid, but super funny to reinvent that wheel, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, who you tap, Who you typing to? I'm, okay, if you're on Instagram Live, right, I'm typing as myself, not as Blended Life. So Why I'm are just you typing? Re- Why don't you just talk to them? Okay, well, Jessica says, Jessica Britton's, Britton? Okay. If I, but see, I'm really horrible with names, but Let's she said typing. it looks great, you guys. And oh, I thanks. just said, thanks. I get the words over my face on this. Jessica Upchurch says, I've missed your lives lately. Hope you are doing great. Oh, thanks, Jess. Great. Eh. <laughs> We're doing about as good as you I guys. I mean, I don't know if anyone can be doing great right now. Um, That's true. Anyway, so yeah, we're, we're, you know, you can still be together apart, you know, and I... It's, we're going to go up to our friend, gosh, show me Jessica's. We're going up to our friend Jessica's farm on... Oh, next weekend. Next weekend. And she's going to, she has, she has a farm. She's a farmer and she has, um, so she's got a huge fire pit. And so she invited everyone out there to like, bring your own food, obviously bring your own drinks, bring your own chairs, like your own setup, but like come out and we'll like social distance around. We're taking guns. The fire will be outside, shoot some guns. Um, but you know, just again, respectfully, you know, practicing social distancing, but trying to get some. FaceTime and I think that's super important. You can't completely isolate yourselves. I don't think that's healthy. Um, gosh, what will we do if like I can't even imagine can we just suspend reality for a second? Because my first panic, like I have a group of friends that were in a like a <laughs> my three friends and I, we are in like a running group. And so we're encouraging encouraging each other with daily like texts about you know how far we walked or how far we ran or really any exercise just getting out and getting moving and that accountability and I'm sitting there like what am I gonna do because I need that I need physical activity or I will go insane like if they really shut us in our homes and we like had national guards standing out and you couldn't go for a run we're gonna put I don't even know what I would do and literally just bounce off them for funsies that gives me anxiety. I might cut the roof out and bring the trampoline indoors. Oh my gosh! I'm like, fun? we should have like I, I would. When love I was a, a kid, I, we, I like in my bedroom downstairs, I had like big vaulted ceilings, mm-hmm. and I tried to convince my parents to let me put a trampoline in there instead of a bed because it would be like nice new. I could put all my my sheets and my comforters and everything on my bed and pillow, and I would just sleep on a trampoline, and then I could just jump on it during the day. They just weren't having it. I still don't understand. I mean, I'm 38 years old, still don't understand why they said no. Have you ever done that for yourself as an adult? No, I don't have big vaulted ceilings. You could have, not at the moment, but you had lived a life before all this. <laughs> before all this, this blended life. <laughs> before this blended life, you <laughs> were living I'm, some I might go get a house with, with vaulted ceilings, <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. And then so. trampoline parks are born. Yeah. Gosh. All right. So... I guess we just move on to our topics now. Okay. So how hard do you fight to keep your teen child with you when they want to go live full time with the other parent? I'm like, just do it. Prove it. Just kidding. Not really. (laughs) No, I I mean, kids are going to have their opinions and kids want to have a say so and more so than should actually be allowed usually kids always want what they want i mean kids are entitled and it's our job to teach them not to be entitled Mm -hmm. so 
the best way to shut something like that down is to sit your kid down and have like, it's like, it, picture this. <laughs> it's like a marriage. What would, you know, some people are like, man, I can't stand my spouse. I can't stand my husband <laughs> or my wife. Dude, some people, all you know, people at some sit point. down and be like, <laughs> weigh your options. Like what would life be without your wife or your spouse? And don't is, do that. Then you're going to be like, peace no, out. but look at this is, this has actually been something that's kind of on my mind. One of our neighbors, they're an older couple, 80 years old. And oh gosh. Are you going to leave the jokes out? I'll Are leave you? the jokes out. Okay. Um, but you know what? He is not the nicest man in public to his wife. I've never seen them interact together, but to his wife, <laughs> he's just kind of like not very nice. He hates his wife. Genuinely. So he went in for a procedure yeah. Sunday night. And had complications. So he's in the hospital dealing with some life-threatening injuries or, or complications. Monday night, we're outside barbecuing. I hear the fire trucks and ambulance roll by. Whose house is that? It's his house. His wife has suffered a catastrophic brain aneurysm and is unresponsive, basically has minimal brain activity and probably won't make it through this. And that makes you think, like... What is he, does he really dislike her and he's going to be like, sweet, if he makes it through this? Or is he just going to be so bummed and like, man, I wish I would have treated my wife better. You know, I wish that I wouldn't have said the things, you know, she's such a blessing to me. He never will. I think they're at different hospitals too. He may not get the chance to have said goodbye to her. Right. And then maybe, you know, let's hope last words aren't haunting him forever. I thought about that the second but that's kind of in this. line with the <clears throat> lesson that I would give your kids to get back on a normal track. Um, tell your kids, you know, look at what would life be without me? What would life be without your other parent? Yeah. You know, have them weigh out what life is at both houses. You know, you have a good life here. You have a good life there, you know, or maybe they don't have such a good life at one or the other but they're learning life lessons. They still have relationships. They have little brothers. They have little sisters. They have big brothers, big big sisters, whatever. What would life be without them in it on a day-to-day basis? Kids are very narrow-minded and very narrow-focused and usually very selfish. They only want what they want, you know, and they don't take the time to see that big picture. So if we can stop our kids in a situation like that or slow them down and be like, look, the grass might look greener on the other side, but you have plenty of green grass here. Yeah. It is exhausting though. And I think that this mom is, is that was to her point. Like how hard do you fight for it? Hi, bud. Like at what point do you just say goodbye? Right. You know, and I think that this is not, I think all relationships are subject to this very question, right? Like, how hard do you fight for a marriage that's someone wants out? You know, how hard do you fight um, to keep an employee when they just want to leave? You know, how hard do you fight? Well, I think employees are a lot different than children. You know, children, it's it's our job to guide them. You know, mm-hmm. employees, let them, they're going to make their own decisions. I'm just saying all relationships come some point at some time to this crossroad like um, – and, you know, she had also posed the question, you know, what if it is in their best interest to live with the other household? What if they're happier, genuinely, not just, you know, oh, it's easier over there and I don't have chores and I'm happier because, but like, what if it's genuinely a better situation? You know, they have well, more. Yeah, you those know. are options to weigh out, though. But that is one of those things as a parent. If you see it a better opportunity at the other house for you. You know, one thing that I can also suggest too is just because the opportunities are greater there and the kid wants to live there for a while, don't necessarily give up all your rights to your kid. You know, Um, don't let go of all your rights because it's going to be a lot harder to get all of your rights back or any of your rights back. Yeah, but I think once kids have a voice, courts are not going to, I mean... Don't, you know, you've kind of dealt yeah. with this, you know. Yeah, but I mean, to a, well, not not the kid choosing one way or the other. No, but, but like we we know teenagers who have chosen to cut off a parent. 
You know, we know teenagers who have been like. Do we? Or you do? I'm trying to think if I do. It seems like. Well, I mean, yeah, like am I. But that's a long distance and, and it's mutual. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, but, that's but I'm mutual. just saying like kids have a voice. My point is, is like even in, in the courts, you know, if kids are adamant that they do not want to go to the other parent. Right. Judges really take that into, and I've heard that across the board. It starts, from many it starts at about 12 years old, 14, 14. years old is yep. where it really starts getting strong. Yeah. Um, but again, as a parent, weigh out the options with your kid. Don't give up all your rights because it will become harder to get them back. And you Whether know, the kid has a voice or not. Mm-hmm. And also you have to, what, what happens if the parent is like, good, I want everything. This is what I wanted. I don't want to ever give you rights back. Right. You well, and I mean? then it's like, what about child support? So this kid go lives, we'll get to that question later, but that also does pose a question. You know, if you're giving, if your kid's going to live in the other home full time, mom, dad, whatever, are you responsible now for child support? Because you have to pay back child support. Um, you it know, depends. if like it you, you'll get it at, f- if at first, everyone's like, no, 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 I don't want anything. Get it in writing. Two years later, they're like, oh man, this kid's more expensive than I thought. They actually like want designer jeans or whatever their problem is. You know, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. Part of me is like the mom in me stands here and is like, you never stop fighting for your children. I, and I agree with you on that. I'm they're like, your they're your children. Kids. Yep. Like, how do you, and but it I doesn't get, matter if they have a better lifestyle at the other house, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not in danger at your house. It's good for them to learn a good lifestyle and mm-hmm. a, in a, in a not so good lifestyle. That way they choose options yeah, and they see the difference and, and they see what's being done differently. Yeah. And if you are going to give up on a child, you know, I, I can understand if your child is an adult, an adult and toxic and is threatening or harming or, you know, something horrific. And I could see backing off from that. Right. But you never give up on your kids. I think that we're ingrained to always seek them out to always seek that they're okay to always comfort them to always want to be there and I think that's a very natural inborn instinct and we have it for a reason whether you're in a blended family or not doesn't absolve that duty (laughs) I said duty duty. (laughs) (laughs) so anyway I think that I think that's a tough question, but I do want to say I understand it's exhausting and it's an emotional roller coaster. Look, if your kid is in your home and your kid is miserable and making everyone else miserable and all the experiences are miserable and causing relationship problems with your spouse and just it's drama and they're complaining like I get it. It's miserable. But they're still your kids. But they're your they're they're your kids and I kind of period end of sentence, but they're still your kids. I totally agree. So, um, fight for your kids. I think you have to. Yeah. I think kids need to see that too, because I will say who had it, you know, I, (laughs) my dad, I will say as a child whose father so easily let her go, I really hurt. Um, and I don't think I'll ever get over that as long as, as I live. I don't think there's any healing from that. Um, there's moving on, right? Like it doesn't ruin my day all day, every day. I don't even think about it every day anymore. But the little kid heart inside of me is still broken. Like how can my father so easily let me go? How could my dad not take any interest in my life that I'm living? How could my dad not want to be up here every chance he got to get to know his grandchildren? You know, I mean, that really impacts kids forever. So it matters that you fight for them. It matters that you show up for them. And you may not see that payoff until much later. But I think parents really don't understand the profound effect they have on their kids. You know, you can break your children in an unhealable kind of way. Not that they can't move on with life, not that they can't be a better person, but it changes them forever. And so I just really wish parents understood that 
because this shit's hard. It just is. Whether you have your kids full-time, part-time, whether you're a blended family or a natural family, um, it's exhausting. And I would like, I'm sure everybody wants to walk away at some point. (laughs) What are we talking about? Oh my (laughs) God. (laughs) So anyway, um, yeah. So queen of health fitness says kids need to see that you never stop loving them. Right. That's right. Because you're also teaching them how they're going to love their children. Right. You're teaching them how to be a parent by how you're parenting. And not to ever give up on kids, you know, or their kids. Or each other, like. You're teaching them how to be in a marriage by how you're doing marriage. You know, you're teaching them how to care for yourself as you're an elderly, how you care for your parents, right? Like what we do for our parents now and our kids seeing what we're doing for our parents now will set us up for our kids to have some reference about taking care of their parents when they're elderly, And so you see how you're in relationship with absolutely everyone in your life, how you do friendships is going to inform them how they're going to do friendships when they're older. And so it's, it's, it's really important that you understand that you just never give up because if you do, then your kids will when they're adults. And this is who you're putting out into the world for us all to deal with. Yeah. Constantly, constantly setting examples. That's correct. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. When your kids simply won't open up to you, but let it all out in the other home. (laughs) So this parent is basically feeling like they're... How do they know that they're letting it all out? Okay, that's a good question. Yeah. So basically, I guess the son in the home has issues with what's going on in their home, right? Has issues, has problems, doesn't like it, but just never says anything. Like, they check in with him, shuts down, says nothing, doesn't respond, right? Well, goes to bio mom's house, and then just lets it all out about how unhappy, how, you know, and then adds bits and details maybe that aren't true to further his point exaggerates things pushing agendas yeah so this kid's like but you know obviously not talking to his dad right about it and so he lives in home with them and says nothing and then goes home to mom and complains and very upset and then how it's even it's it's circling back around now that we're in COVID-19 land, right? Where right. everything is like, if you want to talk to someone, it's Zoom. Yeah. And so now you have virtual, like, everyone's virtually in each other's homes. So basically she's hearing now on the stepmom, you know, is hearing yeah, on, like, phone calls and Zooms. Yeah, because it's on speakerphone mm-hmm. or, or laptop right. or computer. And speakers. now... I guess kid might be showing around the house. Like I, you know, I, we talked about this on one other episode about having inviting the other parent into the home. And is that a breach of privacy? It can be a little weird. I feel like your home's super intimate, right? And if it is like have a designated place, you know, an area, an area, (laughs) this is where you can talk to your parents. No, but set up like a nice little area. I think their room is an appropriate place. I, I totally agree. Every child, go to the room. You know, that's their sanctuary. Go to the room and Zoom. Go to the room and Zoom. But it is a reality now, you know, uh, that blended families are facing is like everyone's in each other's homes. Without being in the other homes. Except for uh, my kids are on lockdown. They can't even exist. I I don't (laughs) exist. I saw your your daughter's watch turn off today. I'm like, oh. Her watch turned off is, okay, so Brooke, listen to this because I know you're listening. Um. I text my daughter. She texted me first today on her gizmo watch, right? She said, I love you. And I'm like, oh, makes my day, right? So sweet. Said, I love you too. Um, and then we're sending like pictures back and forth, like little emojis. And then not like two minutes later, watch turns off. And I get the notifications too. Like we're all tied into <laughs> it so we can find out where she is. I was, that's funny. Like, I, I didn't even come upstairs. You were upstairs when this happened. Mm. But I'm like. 
wonder if you were talking with her. I didn't hear you talking. <laughs> I so was. But you were you were I so texting. Was. But yep. uh, yeah, but yep. that thought went through my mind. And who knows? I don't I'm obviously talk. not there, but my but kids this are my week. kids are not allowed to talk to me. They're not encouraged. This happened to get last in week too. Yeah. She was calling you and then all or talking to you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Yep. Nope. Dead air. I'm dead. Mother does not exist. So that's really hard. Um, my kids are going to see that when they're older. They're, you know. Yeah, we don't even have to point that out. <laughs> they're going to realize when they're older, like, whoa, that was a weird situation. And it's wrong. And that's not how we live in our home. You know, we model very different. Like if they ever wanted to call their dad, if your son ever wants to call his mom. They have, yeah. Go for it, please. You know, we believe in all really, we believe in that kids need as much love as possible from as many parents as possible. Do you ever have, so, I'm, I'm asking, I'm going to yeah. ask you a personal question live. Oh. Do you ever have like jealousy issues? Like because, like for instance, I've Zoomed four, well, five times probably today mm-hmm. with my son. Mm-hmm. His mom and I are both very just all right with Mm-hmm. You know, as long as the kid's not in trouble, mm-hmm. they can talk to either of us at any time. Right. His mom doesn't regulate him talking to me. I don't regulate him talking to her. Right. You know? Yeah. Do you ever have issues with that where you're like, deep down inside, you're like, you know what? This is so unfair. It makes me angry. Because um, I feel like some people might feel like I might feel that way towards you if I couldn't talk to my kids and you were talking to your kids all the time. I'd be like, dude. Um, It's hard sometimes. I don't feel jealous like... I don't feel jealous like I don't want that for you. Right. Like, I feel like jealousy is the wrong word because yeah. it's like, you. Do, I don't, I don't. You don't not want that for me. But it is sometimes really hard to have that in my face all the time when I can't have that. And you have even said that to me. You've been like, well, you would if you could. And that really like, <laughs> oh. that breaks my heart into a million pieces. But, yeah, I don't mean it like that. But You did. Oh, I did. So, apparently. Um. It is that it's a hard pill to swallow a lot, but I've accepted it. You know, I have enough time has passed where it's just that is what it is. And I'm not, you know, I might walk away from it. So I don't have to like sit there and be like, oh, that's nice. Like I'm sitting here. can't do that. You know, and then it's also like my other feeling is sometimes it's it's a little much because I'm not used to that in my own life. So I'm like, you know, I feel like it sometimes can be disruptive to our life sometimes when it's just you and me. But I feel like it's, it is what it is. I don't think I'm, I would never ask you to change that. Like, you know, it's, that's your, that's your thing and that's your relationship. And, you know, I, I, yeah. I just wanted that recorded for the record. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I just looked down and saw the record button. (laughs) Anyways, I'm just, I'm sure some people have that same kind of question, like with us having two different styles in the house as far as communication goes you know, how do we deal with it? So that's kind of your side of it. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy to watch somebody have what you can't when it comes to your kids. Dude, little kids have the same problem. Remember when your daughter was so angry that she didn't have a penis? (laughs) 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 The kids brought that, the kids brought that up the other day, like two or three weeks ago. And they're like, remember when she was so Yeah, buddy brought that up at dinner. He did. Our dinner table (laughs) conversations, right? Yeah. Fun fact, my daughter is, you know, in our household, the only girl other than me. And she just was so pissed that she didn't have penis. She, so, you know what? So, so she had this stuffed animal bird <laughs> and she calls it the penis bird. It doesn't have a penis, but it's, it's got like a long beak. And so she'd carry around her penis bird. I mean, this is when she's like three. Hey, but this is but actually a prime example. And some of you might hate me for this, but when they're letting kids choose their gender at four years old, this is a prime example of why you should not let a four-year-old choose their gender. Because you ask her now, she wouldn't Oh, God, you're all political on this podcast. It's not political. I mean, it's just, it's kids. Like, kids have to grow and they have to learn. And I'm sure we can get some thumbs up and some likes for this. And we might get a couple thumbs downs for this on YouTube. But thumbs down, really thumb down to us. For the gender reveals, but <laughs> I feel like kids need to grow up before they can make their own decisions, and that's why the age is 18. Then off with the penis. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> take one off, sew one on. Yeah. Um, they should make a penis donation, like like co-op. 
Or like or a like, transgender co-op. That's what I'm saying. Like someone wants to lose it, someone else can get it. I wonder if that's a, like, can you do that? <laughs> like, it doesn't match at all. Like, <laughs> what if a guy is not transgender and just a dude and loses his penis for some reason? I don't know. There's a very, but can you get every, can you I'm get one? I'm only thinking of one on? case like, that, that like made the news, the Bobbit story years ago, okay. but I can't think of any but other But like, situations. can you get a penis sewn on to replace it? Yeah, but where are you going to sew it on? Like forehead? Anyways. If you need to do that. Sorry, you guys. Oh my gosh. Um, and I, so back to, oh, that's what we were talking about. Okay. So your kids won't open up to you. Um, and I have this problem with my kids and that's really hard. It's really hard because my kids are very afraid to say anything. And it, I think for my kids, it goes both ways because I'm super emotional. And so they don't want to hurt my feelings. And so they're very, they don't want to make me cry. They don't want to make me mad. They just, they don't want anything but happiness from me. And so they're very protective. I, they're protective of my feelings. And that's really sweet. But it also makes me feel like I don't know what's going on. And then they're also very protective because I am a... <laughs> because if they tell me something that's going on, I'm going to confront the situation with their father. Because I'm not going to put them in the so middle. So you think that I'm not they gonna are put- apprehensive because of that and they're a little worried like, oh, I don't want mom talking about this. Yeah, they don't want it to get back to dad. Yeah. They can't confide in you in secrecy. No, not with it. Not if something is not right in the other home, I'm going to confront the situation. Or if something needs to be handled. Or if my kids, because kids get weird shit in their heads anyway that's not even true. And so I would rather, if they're telling me something, I am going to reach out and be like, hey, this is what the kids are saying. Is this true? Just like that, in text form. This is what's being said. Is it true? Um, Because I also think parents have a right to know what's being said just because it's like a litmus test. Like, I don't want my kids thinking something bad about their dad that's not true. And I, well, I would hope it would be in reverse, but that's not the case. But, you know, I don't want my kids having their heads filled with unnecessary made up bullshit that's or kids, just not true. Or you kids know? can just twist things too and other, yeah. you know, and say one thing and twist it a little bit to make it sound like it's another thing. And it's yeah. like, wait, that's not the way that went down, you know? So if you're on the same page, which is just a big thing of co-parenting. If you're on the same page with the other parent and you're like, hey, this is what's being said, like what really went down. Right. And you can co-parent that way. You can get to the bottom of it quickly and you can shut down a kid from manipulating or lying about a situation and um, completely controlling households, really. Yeah, it's super. See, reason 4,650,752 to have a good co-parenting relationship. You know, not everything has to be offensive. It can just be cut and dry and communicating about what's going on with the kids. Um, But it's hard, you know. It's hard to see something going on between the eyes, you know, behind the eyes. Like, you can see it on kids' faces when there's just something not right and they're just protecting the other parent. I know my kids are very protective of their dad as well as they're protective of me. And so they just love us both so much. They don't want to cause anything. What's the last comment say? Do la, de la poofinga. De la oh poofinga. Hey, Aaron. Um, so yeah, I think that I think that kids are very protective, and I think you have to get to the reason why they're being so protective, and work on that. You know, I try to be. I'm working on being less emotional. I'm working on. Well, I'm always going to try to communicate with their dad, but um, I I think they need to, to feel like it's okay. Like, you don't have to protect. It's not your job to protect your parents. It's your parents' job to protect you. And I think that kids get that backwards in their heads when they're in blended families um, because they're being fed so much negativity on both sides about the other parent that they get it twisted in their heads. So I think it's really important for parents to put that out there. Like you're not, you don't need to protect me. Like I'm protecting you. Right. Well, kids are, kids are as mature as they are, you know, and they always, you never understand. Like at this point in life, you're like, man, I'm as mature as 
anyone could ever be. I know as good as I'll ever know. Most people, most, I mean, especially yeah. children, they know best. They think they know best, you know? And it's not until 10, 15, 20 years later that they're like, dang, I had no idea what I was talking about. I think because kids lead from the heart. They don't use their heads at all, right? Like, they're not, their brains aren't even <laughs> their developed. Their brains aren't done developing. Yeah. But, I mean, they lead with, they lead with like, their love. Years old. Like, I love my mom. I love my dad. That's all I know. Right. And I need to protect that love. I yeah. need to protect their love for me, and I need to protect my love from them. And everything else doesn't really matter. And so it doesn't, there's no mindfulness there. It's all strictly just kids are just straight to the heart, which is kind of cool. I'm a Super child. cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Aaron, should, are you still on listening? Oh, gosh. Give me a wave if you are. Should a father ask for child support if it's owed? What if the bio mom is not good with finances and plays the victim? I'll um, let you just run with that. I, I'm so, uh, not that I'm torn about that. And I have friends that are males that do. Ha- you Are you laying back? Yep. Okay. I have friends that are males that do actually get paid child support. Me, I, maybe it's a, maybe it's a pride thing or, um, Mach- or nothing. Or machoism. It's macho man, like the cream of the crop. You rise to the top. No, like what Randy Savage. <laughs> the oh macho, macho man. He's the cream of the crop. Um, it's it's something built into my personal DNA that I'm like, I'm always going to provide for my kid. Even if I'm paying child support, I'm never going to not provide for my kid. And not that I love that mothers can collect child support either i'm like this is both of our kid like it's our duty whether we love each other or not whether we are in the same household or not to support our children so some guys need to it's not going to be something that i ever want to do you know ask for child support as the father of my children but I don't, I don't know what you want out of me. Like, no, I, I don't. You love were the it. one that when I first set this up, you were like, I have a, I have a lot to say. I do. I have a lot of opinions, but not anything that I should share on, <laughs> That's nation, why we're on here. national television. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, no, some people just need it. And I get that. I totally get that. And every cir- every circumstance and situation is different. Mm-hmm. But I also like. Here's the deal. I don't think that anyone, male or female, penis or vagina. With or without. Should abuse child support. (laughs) Right? Like, I think child support. Crickets? I'm thinking how to put this. I feel like it's a sensitive subject. You know, I feel like in some cases it may genuinely be needed. If you're like, like. If you're a stay-at-home mom and that has been your career and your husband wants to go fuck the nanny and then leaves your family. What if the stay-at-home mom is the one banging nanny? Well, right now we're using this example. Okay. So you're a stay-at-home mom. Your husband fucks the nanny. stop with it. (laughs) And like you're left and, you know, he wants to go live in Bermuda with his model nanny. And you still have to raise these kids and you don't have income because you've been, then yes, child support, yeah, right? Like, something. yes. Um, and if the situation were reversed, if you were a stay-at-home dad and your wife goes and fucks what the if, gardener. What if that's not even the circumstances? What if you're, I think that you're working, if, <laughs> you're working dad and she's working mom and you just don't work together and Mom goes one place and dad goes the other place. So this is my divorce. Yes. It's a mine too. Like we both. <laughs> and yes. But in the state of California, it's like, well, we've got to even everything up. Oh, so see. now, mm. so now I'm stuck paying. I'm like, wait, mom's making money too. Why do I have to pay? Right. And just even everything up. Let kids like who cares if they have even households. Let kids see different styles of household let kids eat peanut butter and jellies one night and flame and yawn steak the next night let them see the difference mom works harder than dad or dad works harder than mom 
that's why their lifestyle is different. You know, just because you were once married to an NBA superstar and decided to divorce him after you had five kids doesn't mean that you should now be a millionaire. You didn't earn that money. Like your kids can see the difference between the two sides, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. There it is. There it is. Yeah. You know, I think that I am super prideful too. I, um, I didn't, I don't, well, I just don't, I mean, I've always worked. I've never not worked. And so if I'm working, she's a working lady. I don't know. I would never, I would not have in my situation. Okay. I, I, it's a pride thing. Like I take pride in providing for my children. So I don't want to take anything from my ex-husband because I, it'd be ew. Yeah, to it, me, so, like it's, so if you it's were collecting gr- money like, from your ex-husband, would you still feel like, even though it's not coming from him directly, mm. it goes through the chain of no, everything it's first? it's his dirty money. Is that what you feel like? Like, you're like, oh, I didn't earn that. Like, that's, I'm still. That's how, yes, I'm for still, me, but that's like, that's not. He's there still are providing for me. Need, yeah, you know, I right. And so. That's your pridefulness. It is. I don't want anything. And you can have a divorce where there's no spousal support and no child support. Right. That does happen. Um, where it's just like, Which is we that just your situation. God, I'm afraid to say anything. I'm going to get sued for support now. Um, yeah, but uh, anyways, that wouldn't go anywhere. Anyways. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, my marriage ended and we, I didn't, there was no, spousal support and no child support I felt like we both were working and You're you know the perfect ex-wife well here's the deal like in the beginning I out I out was out earning him so then I just paid for everything for the kids because he couldn't genuinely um and that was in lieu of paying child support which worked out beautifully because all the money went directly to the children I knew, you know what I mean? Where it's like, I feel like child support oftentimes from what I've seen, isn't necessarily all just like, this is exactly for the kids, for their clothes, for their food, for their activities, for their sports, for their birthday parties, you know, whatever it is. Um, it doesn't actually go there. Um, it's used for the household. And so it was a, a much better deal to just front the bill for my kids because I knew at least I knew where the money was going so that's actually what our agreement is is and now he probably out earns me to be honest um nowadays but you know in our mediation divorce paperwork I'm still on the hook for the kids um and you know what if that's where my money is going I'm happy to pay for my kids I'm happy not to rely on him that's the pridefulness in me. I'm happy to to not need him. And my kids will, hopefully my daughter especially, right? Like, are, I want my, my daughter to also provide for herself. I don't want her to need to feel like she's got to get married or depend on, like. To be, yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. You want your kids to know how to be self-sufficient and not dependent. Because what happens if, you know, you're married for two years, three years, and your spouse dies and they can't find them and they think that you fed them to a tiger. (laughs) okay. I'm like, what are you saying right now? That's a show that you're watching. Oh my God. It's the most amazing show. You didn't finish it? No. I only watched a few episodes with you. Mm. What's it called? Um, Help me, you guys. The Tiger Show. I'm blanking right now. Exotic Joe or Joe Exotic? Yeah, but that's not what it's called. You guys will, you Sick guys will chime in right now. Roy. Yeah, it's the most amazing show. You need to finish it. You will die. Uh, the memes all over. the You internet will die. Like it could not. Obsessive. You could. You could not make it up. You should finish it tonight. I, I don't think it was made up. Was it? No, it's a true, it's story, a true story. But it's it's so wild. Anyways, get it? Yeah. Rock. Yeah. Tiger King. Thank you. Tiger King. There Tiger King go. is everything. They get a shout out. Who was that? That was Meg six twenty two. Thanks, Meg's. girl. Thanks. Yeah, Tiger King was. I binge watched oh, it Jessica, in one day. Jessica gave us Tiger King also. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, yeah, Jess. Tiger King's amazing. Although he's so, 
I was reading somewhere that he's so excited and so happy that he's so famous from this. Like he says he's tickled pink. No pun intended. But he's like, you know, I mean, think of all the Halloween costumes and all the (laughs) t-shirts and all the, like he's going to be on it. He's going to be everywhere. Jessica said that Carol Baskin is to blame for COVID-19. Yes, that was the funniest meme. (laughs) (laughs) Whose fault is COVID-19? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, so you need have to you finish see, it. Yeah. Have you, you seen guys, the one? He left off. Have on you like seen the six. one of Carol Baskin's face, and it's it's photoshopped and morphed into Hillary's face, oh and then God. Joe Exotic, and it's morphed and uh, made into Trump's face, and it's like <laughs> it's awesome. I'm pretty sure I sent it to you, but anyways, should I put it up on our blended life? Uh, I mean, if enough people want it, sure. Maybe we put memes up. Um, but anyway, I don't know how you ended on like episode five or six and you stopped and then never went back. Yeah. Once they started like making out, taking pictures, I was like, this is gay. I'm out. <laughs> it doesn't really get gay. I mean, it was pretty crazy. Oh my gosh. Yes, but you didn't leave when he had a lot of wives. That was fine. They weren't like making out and like doing stuff and. I didn't. I don't think if they were, (laughs) they were like making country songs, anyways. Blended families, blended Blended family life. Oh, they were blended families. I mean, they were blended of tiger. You got to finish it. Is my point. Okay, it's so good. Um, Okay, so what if the bio mom is not good with finances and plays the victim? Should they still ask for child support? Every situation's different, but I'm like, depending on the situation. You know what? Some. If you don't the bottom need line is, child support, if you don't need, I don't care what sex you are, right? You don't need child support. Don't ask for child support. If it is don't not. Don't abuse a system. It's like if, if you it's not don't, necessary, don't ask for it. It's if like it's if necessary, you don't need unemployment, don't go on unemployment. Like don't like it. People so often abuse the system so often and it just happens. So if you, just be honest, if people. it's like necessity, I think that that's like what, toilet paper. I think that's where you need to start and end all thought processes. And you know what? At the Do end I of the day, it? like need it. At not the end want of the it. day, she won't stop talking. So I can say this, but at the end of the day, if you're going to get child support taken from you, you don't have a say in it anyways. So just do your best to come up with all the numbers for your bills and household income, because you're just going to bend over and grab your ankles regardless. That was a Tiger King, Lion King, whatever meme anyways. I know you're pretty flexible. (sighs) When the step-siblings get jealous of one another, um, that's a whole topic in and of itself. But specifically, when one set of stepkids has both parents and one set does not. So there's a situation that someone wrote in about that she is a widow. Okay. And her kids don't have a dad. And the stepkids, so, and then she remarried, and so those kids have a bio mom and a dad. Okay. And so her kids get jealous and have a hard time that the other kids have both parents in their lives, and they don't. And that's a really kind of like, I mean, it's a lot different, but kind of like, you know, you asked me if I get jealous right. about the phone thing. It's going to happen. I mean, yeah, someone has something you don't, like someone's going to get jealous. Like, it's just human nature. Uh, the best thing to deal with that is, you know, again, sit your kids down and be like, look at everything you do have, though. Like, stop worrying about what other people have, even if they're that close to you. But be so grateful for what you do have. You know, you have your mother or, you know, or myself or whatever, you know, I'm happy. I'm healthy. I'm here for you for whatever. And do they have, they have a step parent? Well, yeah, she's remarried. She's that's remarried. Why. Okay, that's what you're saying. And then they have, okay. But that's hard too. That's because they, they reason. I, I, well, I would assume that people in this situation, kids might resent the stepdad and resent this. The kids might just resent being in this blended family period because now they have a stepdad who is the real bio dad to their stepkids and they missed out on that. And that's really hard. Um, and so I can see how these kids are going to have a whole, like their whole lives is swallowing sand, right? Yeah. Their whole life is let me, but don't let them watch 
the, everything unfold. But don't let them stop at that, though. Don't let that be their life. Don't let that consume them. Get them to rise above that and see greater than that, you know? And their dad's looking down on them, and he's always watching out for them, you know? And your dad's always with you. And do stuff to make your dad, you know, use it as a stepping stone to make your children stronger. Right. And I think this is where, where, you know, you need to have some sort of faith. Right. Because I think navigating this situation without some sort of faith in your life would be 10 times harder than it had to be. Yeah. Um, and so I think you need to teach those lessons. But I also think that Eric's right. Like, I'm very big on acknowledging feeling. You know, feelings aren't right or wrong. They're just feelings. And I think that kids need to be acknowledged. You know, they need to be like, hey, I know this sucks. Hey, it must really be hard to sit there and watch your stepsister and stepbrother get a full family experience. And you got robbed of that. I'm so sorry. And grieve with them. I mean, how do you get over losing a parent as a child? You know, the expectation that they should be fine is unrealistic and unreasonable. So I think you have to allow these kids to grieve. I think you have to be part of that grieving process, but you also have to rebuild with them. And maybe that is the word you start using in your home. Like, we're going to rebuild. We're not going to live in the same home. That home is gone. You know, it doesn't exist anymore. But what we can do is rebuild something that is good for you, that is healthy for you, that is healthy for me, and that we can grow up to be better, stronger because of it. You know, I think that you have to sit with them and acknowledge it all and and grieve with them and allow them that space. And honestly, you should be talking to the stepkids. Their step-siblings should know that this is like really hard for them. Not that they need to change their life, but they need to extend grace. But also realize how how fortunate they are and how, you know, use it for the whole family. You know, like you guys should be so grateful that you have your biological father here, you know, and don't make it like shame on you because that's, you know, that's not their problem or, or a, a problem, right. you know, but make it. So the whole, it's a whole family learning experience and everyone learns and everyone grows from this. Right. It makes the family stronger. And maybe, you know, I think that it it might be appropriate in this situation to have, like, a picture of their dad up in the home so they feel like he's present somewhere. Or, you know, maybe at dinner time there's a second to, like, the kids could share their favorite memory of their dad. Like, it might help them, too, if their dad was allowed to be kept alive in the home or they could feel like it's okay to talk about their dad in the home, um, or they could have, like, still keep a tradition, like if dad always made pancakes on Sundays, you know, maybe you guys make pancakes on Sundays. Find ways to keep him alive in your home. Um, That might help them feel more at ease and not so jealous, like that he's still present and accounted for and and there and, you know, living on in them. Um, That's just a thought. Yeah, no, that's great. Those are some great ideas. Yeah, and hopefully... I want pancakes now. You do? Yeah. Always at night. I know. He doesn't like pancakes in the morning. They're too sweet. Yeah, I like bacon, eggs, the good stuff. Bacon. Steak. Steak in the morning? Bacon, eggs, steak, chorizo, burritos. That's what I made. I have a freezer full of them. (laughs) You guys are hungry and want a breakfast burrito. (laughs) I got a Let him know. You can come over. We can have lawn talks. Lawn talks. Long talks. Long talks dongs. Long talks dongs. Well, you guys, thank you for joining oh, us. Already headed out. We out of here. Yeah. Please write in Rest with up. questions or topics you would like us to talk about. They're way more fun when it's not something we're forcing and it's just something that we can talk that you want to listen about. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) I'm in like three different lands right now. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in, (laughs) watching us, being part of our blended family, bringing your blended family in to be part of our blended family and making our blended family stronger. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to give a thumbs up, subscribe, ring that bell notification. It's like, uh, it's somewhere over. It's right here. It's right here. Right down there. 
the subscribe button and the bell notification. And that'll get you guys, every time we go on live, that'll let you know instantly. Like, hey, they're on live. And uh, let you guys join in with us. We will answer your questions when you answer that or when you ask them. Yeah, we'll see you guys later. Thanks, guys. Bye, you guys. Bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.